Hello and welcome to a new season of Flames Hockey and episode 65 of the Flames Fancast. It is Monday evening after our loss to the Ducks, 3-2 in overtime. Yeah, 3-2 in overtime. Uh, One point from two games so far, an away game to Edmonton, home game to the Ducks, and now a what looks to be a tough road trip coming up, but you know, might just be what the squad needs after what's fair to say has been an uh, not so great start. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on the cusp of either fuming inside, or or I'm kind of just I've already let I've already written off the season. <laughs> well, because I the mean, first like, line of the first season opening show from Jank. Yeah, I mean, the look, season is a write-off. What? It, okay, so we're obviously going to go game by game here. But what? Like, is there? In, what are we? What is the plan? Uh, well, the 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 plan was, I guess, the plan was to take this core and hope they achieve. But I mean, if we're drawing uh, sweeping conclusions from two games in, I don't think yeah, that's going to be reality. And I'm not. And I'm not trying to make a conclusion here. But that's why we have right? a show, you know. No, I know. I I know that. Like, I'm I'm being. Uh, like I'm not trying to be conclusive and, here, but it's, it's not like we didn't say this no, at the exactly. beginning of the season. I, I think the problem is not that I'm writing the season off, but I'm seeing the same old shit, but slightly downgraded. Right? <laughs> like really, because I'm looking at this going, there's no plan. We said this before the season started. A lot of fans say the same thing, and it's it's actually just like deteriorating too. It's not like. It's not even at the baseline level that we're used to seeing. It, it's worse. We, we got a lot of shots. Sure, we had some good time on attack against Anaheim, but like, what's the plan? What's the end goal here? Like, what are we doing? We need I, to- I, I think why Treliving behaved the way he did was because he has instructions to put out a quote-unquote competitive team, a, a team that is going to be in some kind of perhaps playoff hunt. And that's what he's done. I mean, uh, if you believe what he says, you know, moving Goudreau, moving Monaghan was impossible. Um, We're stuck with them. Uh, Johnny. uh, Listen, I don't want to talk about Johnny this game, really. We we don't have to. I just, I don't think my feelings on him have changed. And I don't think he's done anything to demonstrate a change of a feeling so far this year. But it's only been two games, and I, you know I am surprisingly calm actually right now. But this is this to- is a this is a scandal, man. Like <laughs> you know, like there's a management scandal going on that is just not like they they're not accepting responsibility for the the trajectory that this team is taking this team has no well it's a nosedive of a trajectory really like we need to nosedive hard right but it's it but it's like a calm it's like a you know what it is it's like a it's like when the planes stall and then they stop they drop their nose they let it fall and then they just recover like we're just gonna as you were saying we're just gonna bubble like we're we're yeah, we're not we're gonna not, tank. We're not, we're not gonna maybe there's no, make the playoffs. There's no way we are beating Edmonton or Vegas to those top two spots in the Pacific. And if someone else does, then there's no way we're getting in the playoffs. Right, and that, I, I can't. Yeah. I, the way those teams play and the way they're built, there's no. They're 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 in. They're shoe ins, and I, I I think Vancouver is better than us, and I think Winnipeg is probably on par with us. 
Um, if I had to pick, probably slightly better. But then you've got, you know, two wildcard spots. Those are probably going to go to central teams, if I'm completely honest. And we, we just, our trajectory was take this core and turn it into a winning team, which I don't know how many years it's been of failing with this core, but uh, it's done. Like for me, the experiment was done last year, was done before that. But now it's officially done, and we're not going to get any kind of return for our players. Like these last two games, commentators have been saying, "Oh, here's here are the stats. Here are the p- potential bounce back candidates for the Flames. That's everybody. Like who had a season last year that was memorable to you, or, or even the season before that? We have a lot of bounce back candidates, and there just there doesn't appear to be a lot of bouncing back. No, the but there is there is a. There's a small shining light here. Uh, yeah, I wanted to team, start. Let's start with your 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 best positive takeaway from. Yeah, because we got to be more positive. Yeah, well, we don't have to be. Well, but, we don't have to be, but like you know, we're always negative. We're not always negative. Well, it seems like ninety percent. I mean, time if we're we negative. did things that normal hockey teams do, like win games, that's we, true. We, <laughs> we wouldn't be in this position because, but it's negative. We should have. <clears throat> if I'm looking at the Anaheim game as a coach, it should have been we should have shut them down. And we should have closed out the game. And, you know, if we're playing this Sutter hockey, clogging up the neutral zone, we're giving up way too many chances. And, uh, you know, we are definitely a bigger, tougher team, and we are not a very mobile team. And I think it mm-hmm. is, it is going to hurt us. But what is your biggest positive takeaway so far? Very early in the season, but, you know, uh, the shining bright light, if you will. I think, I think Manjipane is showing uh, signs of a player that wants to stay, who wants to show his value, who is hungry to be successful. So, and, he's, and he's putting it on the ice. Two games in, sure, but he had a great offseason with Team Canada, and he's, he's, putting it, he's putting on a show. Like He's not afraid to get dirty. He's busting his ass every fucking shift, and... Quite honestly, he was our best player in the first game. And in this game, yeah, he, you know, there was, he had a couple chances, probably should have buried the one. Uh, uh, to me, it just, he's... But he's just everywhere, and, and he wants to do everything. And he kills penalties. Like, he had a great penalty kill on their second power play. Um, he adds the attack, he gets, he gets stuck in, right? He's the only positive so far that I've seen. I, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, You know, it just, it struck me when you said the first thing that you said was that he wants to stay. And I don't, I don't think ever that should be a criteria that we look at as a player. I mean, it's just, it, 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 it's nothing on what you said. It just reflects the state of the club. Well, yeah. And and it reflects the way we've managed these players. I'm glad you pointed it out because, you know, what I really, what I'm really trying to say is that like, he's just. He's hungry to succeed. Yeah, he wants uh, to succeed. Yeah, right? I, I, so, like, I like that you brought it up yeah, because like, it, it means as a fan, you're looking at a guy who seems like, you know, is willing to work for his role on a team, is exactly. going out there to bleed every night. And uh, as fans, I think maybe we're overly critical on that, but I always say you can always control your effort. And it's extremely frustrating for me as a fan to watch players who go out there and, in my opinion, give just enough to make it look like they care. But that extra gear is is missing. And, you know, if you go back and you look at Goudreau's giveaway that leads to McDavid's hat-trick goal, 
to me, that doesn't look like a player who's, well, we're down two goals, I guess. But what struck I mean, me worse, though, you is know, that these pros should have that never di- say die attitude. Absolutely. Right. And the worst part about that giveaway to McDavid was that if you watch that replay again, I encourage all of you to watch it. Goudreau's skate back mm-hmm. is so half assed. And that's your, that's your, that's the line I'm drawing here between Amanjipane and the rest. There are 20 players on this team that can look at Manjipani and say, I need to be like that, where I'm hungry, I want to succeed, you know, I should be playing like every year is going to be a contract renewal year for me. That's how this mentality should be. I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. Goudreau, and again, I, I agree with you, we shouldn't, I'm not going to, I don't want to focus much on him. Like, we just, we just so much... Look at this guy. It's, it's kind it, of a, it's annoying, really. It's like, a microcosm of what exactly. the team is. There's a bigger picture issue right now, and um, it's that it's that effort, right? It's just effort. Um, now people will say to us, and you know, I, I, they have a point. We did outshoot Edmonton, right? We, you know, statistically we had a little bit more of the of the puck. Same thing at the Anaheim game. But what is your response again like here's here's my response uh, in that Edmonton game Markstrom at times not because of his skill he just looks like a fish out of water simply because he's flopping around on the ice <laughs> because he's moving to stop the chances that are coming from Edmonton which are uh, much better scoring chances that we had and uh, and for us we looked at that Oilers crest and it was like a bullseye that we we are we're doing Mike Smith a favor by shooting the puck that much, and you know in this day and age, I was just mentioning it to you before we even started recording, like when you <laughs> give these goalies these these lob shots and these fluff balls, like they're just getting dialed in, like they've they've faced thirty shots in the first twenty twenty minutes or whatever, and they're they're ready to go, like they're just they're seeing the puck, their confidence is up. They're uh, assured of their ability, and they're, they're staring at a shot clock that says, how many shots, not much to show for it. Meanwhile, the other team, quality scoring chances on the rush, getting, getting pucks to the net in appropriate situations, they're doing much better. But like, I, I, honestly, when I look at this team, I, I don't have a lot of problem with them taking the shots. I just have problems with them taking those shots, and there's no traffic in front. And sometimes I was watching that game, and I thought, this wrist shot should be a slap shot. This should be this, but hey, it's the first game. You know, you're still a little rusty, but I just think maybe a bit of a change of identity, but again, I'm not even sure we can execute it properly. Like, uh, uh, what is the net front presence of Monaghan and Kachuk? Like the, the two guys that you think would cause the most stir in front of the net? <sighs> Average? Yeah, I mean, Kachuk is maybe average, but Monaghan is definitely not. He's below average. He should be better. He gets he a lot should of be goals. Better, but I, he has I think a lot of goals. He has the being in the right place at the right time. That's Monaghan's. I bread think there's and butter. a mental there's a mental thing going on with him after all that surgery, right? You got. You should be better. Well, yeah, I mean, you can take you could take a career two different ways after you have quite a few surgeries after how many years now, but. You either look at it as like, okay, I just, <laughs> I got to either adjust my game and play smarter, or I have to get back to what I was doing before. I don't know which route he's taking because he's fallen off a cliff. 
and yeah. and someone's got to have a talk with this guy and say like look you obviously have the iq you have the skill but there's something mentally blocking him from playing the game that he was good at he was good at being it, it's not like he was that presence in front of the net in terms of like causing an issue with the goalie it was more about like him being at the right place at the right time that's how he got his 30 40 goals all the time because he knew where to be he, he read the game really well but he's not even doing that right now again it's early there's but... no there's no jeopardy for these players right there's no consequence um and like honestly if i look at like like who is it tonight godden richardson's out godden's got a chance Oh man, from from six feet out, he puts it eighteen inches wide. Like you can't you can't do that at a professional level. Like at at a minimum, it's got to be on net. That far wide, and yeah. you're vying for your roster spot. I mean, I would I'd have trouble sleeping at night after that. I maybe it's just nerves. I don't know, but. You know, those opportunities are few and far between on fourth line minutes and you have to take your chances. That's how you that's just that's that's the nature of the game. To be fair, it is is it is those opportunities that come few and far between, as you say. There's that extra pressure for him to perform pretty much perfectly in the handful of games that he gets. I agree with you that something as simple as missing the net from just a couple feet out by and it's by a wide margin like that's but, that mean, was pretty the, wide this but speaks to our it, but it, but it wasn't even just that though ty it's it was like his general performance was no good <laughs> i i another thing i was going to ask you is you you watch a game and there it definitely didn't happen tonight because there were really to me not any standout players on the ducks but you notice players on the other team right never it's been so long since i looked at someone on the flames and said this is a real standout performance. Like you're just going out there and, you know, I have utter confidence that you're going to score. You're going to win this game for us or this, this defense, you're this defenseman is going to shut it down. Or I, I can't really look at the flames and say what standout player we have. Yeah, there is really none right now. The only guy that comes to mind is Manjupani. And, and, and frankly, it should, it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And, you know, it's early again, but I'd really like to see him getting more minutes and more power play time. Because... Yeah, we keep reverting back to the Monaghan, Kachuk, Goudreau first line of uh, of our power play, right? And and the funny thing is, like, throughout the game, outside of special teams, Johnny and Monty are not playing together. So no. I'm not sure what Sutter is trying to gel with these guys here by only giving them a few minutes a game. I, I realize that they played for... They played together for years, but you're still you're going back to bad habits almost because it's uh, oh, not like our like anything. our zone entry. Yeah, our well, our zone entry. I mean, it worked somehow, against a team like Anaheim. It, but yeah, maybe fifty percent though. <laughs> it's not like it worked every time, and I I still struggle to understand. And maybe this is a well, you've never played the game before uh, at this level type thing. So I'm not going to argue it, but. It's not working. We've been trying it for three, four years now. It's and just the, so predictable. And the statistic behind it is so piss poor at this point that I don't need to have played at the NHL level to tell you it doesn't work. And you need to figure out something different. And it's not my job to figure out what's, what you should do differently. It's your job 
as a as the coach of this team, whoever's running the power play, who's perennially just been a fuck up for us, frankly, in the last four or five years, our power play percentage has been awful. We're nowhere near the top ten. Uh, like we're not gonna be near the top ten. We had something like eighty percent in our penalty killing. That was that stat. The, like at our home. special teams, at, yeah, at home, our special teams are a whole other onion. I think. Yeah. But again, are the special teams a big problem if you have the right mix of players? Probably not. Um, well, the problem is we don't have the right mix of right. players. And so goes back to our, I think we can both agree that this is a fundamental problem. The, the foundation of the team is the, is the fundamental issue. Well, Once you fix that, I think all these other things come back. I mean, let's chat about this now. This is, we're on the fundamental problems of the Flames, which are wide-ranging and various. <laughs> How do you feel about our, uh, our captain position on Wikipedia, listed as vacant, Yeah, and our leadership group? Because we're going to lead by committee. A captain is not necessary. There is leadership all around us, which to me just absolutely screams of there is no one even close no one to replacing up. Geo as captain. Like, it's just not. To me, this is a major league cop-out of saying oh, what I, you're yeah. saying. It, there is nobody that stands out. Um, this and, is a huge problem. Yeah, I mean. I mean, if this isn't, if this isn't sounding any warning bells in management, again, I, I repeat, this is a scandal of management right now with the Flames. Like, forget the team. There needs to be a top-down uh, review of what our management is doing. Because if you can't even pick a captain from, like, 20-something-odd professional hockey players, what the fuck are there, we doing? There isn't one. I know, but that, but that's a problem. And, and this is... And you got, you got Monaghan, Kachuk, Lindholm, and Backlund. And honestly, none of these guys inspire in me any kind of leadership. And if I have to pick the top one, it's Kachuk, and I don't feel like he's a very responsible leader. And and it seems so far he he looks very he doesn't look interested he at looks all. Disengaged. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look involved. Uh, wasn't Backlund the captain for Sweden? I have no idea. I'm man. pretty sure he was, but I mean. Sweden can do better. Or there's something there, and it's like, but he's Backlund not showing is, that. Backlund is the senior guy, I know, really. but he's not showing that with the Flames, and again, maybe it highlights just yet you, another issue. Because you gave right? him $5 million for six years to be your third-line center and not have to do anything. Oh, here you go, Michael. We're so happy you killed penalties for us at an 80% rate. Wait, here, let us reward you with this massive contract. We're paying him more than Coleman. You know that. Yep. I'm just double checking here, but yeah, he he was captain um for Sweden. Yeah. Uh anyway, so yeah. It, it's a frustrating start. Again, we're I I will more than happily eat my words if 10 oh. games later we've won 10 in a row and everyone looks amazing. I just But it's not happening. So I think this year is as we've seen, I think it's just going to be, you know, we're going to have to eat our medicine here. And wins might be few and far between. And the team, <laughs> on paper, we have a 
what I'd call an average average to good team. Uh, not very convinced about the defense, but uh, what what can I say? But in reality, this average to good team has no spine and has no leadership, and our grit is uh, our grit and determination is kind of ho hum. It's kind of interesting. You, you say the grit side is ho hum, but yet you can tell that the retooling of the defense is supposed to add that grit. Maybe grit was the wrong. I uh, listen. No, but you're. I'm looking but I'm at Zadorov. Um. But yeah, but the guy he, doesn't move. Right. So you're. He's just a big hulking uh, body out there. <laughs> for sacrificing skill and everything else that you need as a hockey player for that particular build, which I still think. I don't mind having the odd big guy. Like, I just... But the guy's got to be able to skate. And that giveaway in the nobody, game... Nobody at all seems intimidated by us. And we don't seem intimidating. Well, I don't know about that. I think... And by nobody, I mean Edmonton and Anaheim, because that's my yeah, sample I don't size. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that we lack intimidation. I think if there's any silver lining on this team is that we, do, we are intimidating, but... It's like, but the teams, the game that Sutter's trying to bring into this club versus how teams adjust versus teams like ours, it's completely different now for him. Like, he doesn't understand that you can intimidate other teams all you want. And I have to kind of eat some crow here because I was kind of the one a couple of years ago saying, like, we should just have a line of, like, just pure goons and yeah, just that, beat the shit out of players. Now. No, I know, but <laughs> we do. But I was. We have a team like to, that. To be very clear, my my whole rant on that was about getting guys like who were like a Lucic, but with like earlier in their career, right? Just like a domineering force that can come in, play hockey, and be physically a, a power forward. Power forward. But what we what we're doing here is just pure. I'm just going to intimidate you. But the reality is in the game today that Sutter has been missing out for a few years now is that these players are so fucking good at a baseline level. I'm not talking about your McDavid's. I'm not talking about your dry slot. I'm talking about the baseline average player on a decent team is still more than good enough to figure out how to play around that intimidation. So it doesn't matter if you have a Nesterov or a, you know, like a good Branson or, Whoever, if you want to bring out some guys out of retirement, fine. But these Dennis players, Weidman? why? Yeah, they these players at a baseline level are just too good for that now. So, what is the answer? Well, how come our baseline players suck? I just think we've we've totally put our we just bet way too much on a couple guys, man, and we just we kind of slapped together the rest and got lucky with a couple, right? You bring in Manjipane, who's, you know, the guy was not rated as a player before we, dra- we, we brought him on, right? He was right. low-level draft, whatever. Dubé, a little bit more revered. But you know what? <laughs> Lo and behold, he's fallen behind Manjipane in the pecking order, in my opinion. A long way. A long way. But you, you kind of focus on this Johnny Mani thing. You get Kachuk one year. You you had Bennett a while ago. Like you you were trying to build around this core that just is not the core you need to succeed, and you doubled down in multiple years. And back back to your original point earlier in the episode, you took too long and you didn't fucking change it. And now 
all these other players that you kind of slap together, like the condos in Calgary, right? Just rushing them up. You you have a leaky defense, you have leaky offense, and really we're getting these odd treasure troves of fucking Manjipanis out. And that's it. And now your course sucks. Then what? You can't even deal them. So have a plan to tank. And that's it. There's no plan B. Unless, no. unless, look, unless Markstrom turns into Kiprasov reincarnate and all of a sudden Johnny plays like a Ginla, fine. Okay, great. Yeah, you were right. And I'll be more than happy to fucking eat my words. But it won't happen. No. It's and- a complete scandal how this club is run. I'm I'm just saying it outright. It's true. It's total. It's a total scandal. Like I think I think at the end of the day, ownership is just happy to make profit. And when they make profit, they don't really care how we perform, man. We're the we're Toronto, right? Because the dome is full. The the beer is flowing. Um, sales are good, and I uh, screw the rest, right? Why do I need to field a winning team if I'm making money? But what's the point of having a sports team if that's the mentality? That's a great question. I I, I would ask Ken King, but you know we can't anymore because the the voice of the Flames ownership is gone, and he was the last yeah. bastion of some of someone that actually gave a shit about this club, who wanted to build something good. Yeah, he really I mean, was. I mean, we we it's clear we're willing to spend money. We spend the cap every year. It's just that we don't um we don't have good players. <laughs> Markstrom. I mean he's he's it's he's playing fine. I I don't <sighs> disappointing. Slightly you think disappointing. So? Okay. That goal tonight should have had it. Which one? The one that Kelly Rudy says he picked a corner where Marcus Naslin picks and Marcus <laughs> Naslin coined this. Uh, no screen. Uh, yeah, he, he should, should have, have that. that. Yeah, he, he should, should have, have that. And I think he knew that too. Couple against Edmonton, I thought he should have too. But, you know, again, it's early. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't mind. Well, we're going to see Vladar and the road trip, I think. Oh, yeah. Why, why not? But again, we're saddled with Markstrom for, for a long time. So I just. It'll be interesting to see how October, November pan out for us and how we respond on the trade deadline because my my greatest fear is that we are kind of in a little race where we're telling ourselves, hey, if we win two out of every three games from January to April, we'll be fine kind of thing. But we know that's not going to happen. I think we have to look at some of these players and say, there's no way Johnny is re-signing here. Uh, we know it's between your agents and the club, Johnny. We know. We know. But but really, you're you not staying. But you're not staying. And, uh, just just wait. Conveniently, Philadelphia is losing the cap hit of Claude Giroux. Yeah. I'm I putting mean, two and two together here, man. I, I mean, if, if, uh, if a betting website has odds on Johnny going to Philadelphia, I'd put 100 bucks down. I'd, and I'd, I'd be I'd be fairly confident that that hundred bucks will turn into whatever the odds are. Shit, because it's gambling. But right, um, I agree, I agree. So what's the what's the way forward? I mean, at for, this point, on the ice, if you're Daryl Sutter, what are you doing? I mean, you gotta try. <laughs> I don't like how 
some of these guys are taking roster spots. Like, I don't mind Good Branson as much as I do. Um, Lewis, Richie. I mean, Lewis. I don't really see the point in having Lewis. I don't see any value. Richie at least puts some energy on the ice. Uh, I'd like to see some of our young guys get a chance. Uh, it should be one of those years where it's we constantly experiment. Some of these younger guys give them some more chances, right? Especially our D. Hundred percent like, agree, but we're not going to do that. So, but I mean, you asked me what we do on the ice, and I'm thinking that's what we do on the ice. Like, if you're talking about the current roster, I mean, I, I you're, you're right. I hate to say it, like, but you keep mixing up these fucking lines. It's not going to change anything. I can't right? tell what the lines are. I, I know. I agree. I there's couldn't no, tell in the Edmonton game. There's no structure of the lines, to be honest. I, I thought. I mean, Schilling's our first line right is Lindholm, Kachuk, Goudreau, but. Maybe I I don't know. I I just I feel I feel let down as a fan. I was going to say betrayed. That's too strong a word, but I feel let down because uh, how hard did Triliving really try to ship Johnny this summer? I mean, if you come out and say there were no takers, there have to be takers for a player like Johnny Goudreau. There's always a price. <laughs> yeah, and I I think the price was low because <laughs> people are looking at this and saying, why would I pay a high price for Johnny Goudreau who has no proven playoff performance? Who's going to be out of contract at Been the end of the year. Been on a decline, statistically. And is, yeah, out of contract in a year. Like, you're yeah. done. Why, why should I even give up any assets for this guy when I know that he's probably not going to resign with you guys and he's unrestricted? So a lot of these teams will be like, I'll just take my chances. Do you, th- right. do you think at the trade deadline we get he a first? Yeah, he might be a rental. Do we get a first rounder? No, not for him. I doubt it. I'm going to hold out first, hope we get a first rounder well, for if Johnny. Well, if it is a first rounder, you know that a team that's going to try to rent him is a team that's trying to do something in the playoffs. So yeah. their first rounder yeah. is probably not going to be It's going to be 28th or 30th or 32nd. Yeah, so maybe, maybe then, okay. I mean, in, on second thought, sure, maybe we do. But it's better than not a first rounder. I suppose. But that would require good scouting. And <laughs> to be honest, I thought we were turning the corner on that whole thing a couple years ago, uh, three years ago, when I kind of looked at some of the guys we got. But the reality is, no, our scouting is not much better. Um, and again, I, I, I personally think we got lucky with Manjifani. I don't, it, you know, it was, it, and the reason why I say that is because I remember when we drafted Johnny. And there was like this, it was like a conclusive prediction in the air about how good he is, how he's going to do well, how he's going to step into the team and be a contributor right away, right? That wasn't when we drafted him. Well, yeah. He got him in the fourth round. No, I understand that. But we, there was, there was a certainty with him after about a year after we drafted him that he was going to be good. I'm not saying. We thought he was going to get 99 points, but he was going to be really good, really talented kid, right? There was nothing like that about Manjipane. There was no air, like, you no, know, no, like yeah, there was yeah. no scouting reports. There was no, you know, Flames management wasn't talking about this guy, right? That's what I'm trying to get at. That was the last time I felt like we did a, a pick where we were so confident in our scouting of this guy at a low round. Who's, who's, like, can you think of anyone since that we got a low rounder? Justin we were... Wolf. There you go. 
I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're right. <laughs> Not really. I don't think he's going to pan no, out. I, no, what I'm saying is you looked at me facetiously. You're right. Like, there isn't anybody. I mean, he's he's the closest. I wasn't actually kidding. He's the closest thing we got. Okay, but, but I but he's not gonna pan out. Well, we're not gonna. I mean, give we him a fucked chance. up Gillies. We fucked up Parsons. We fucked up Ordeo. We're gonna fuck him up too. He's a goalie <laughs> prospect, and then we'll just pay. Like we got Markstrom for another five years, and we got Vladar. And uh, you know, in two years from now, we'll get Riddick back. So I mean, we're fine in that, right? <laughs> we're good. Like we just need a whole reboot, and we need we need to we need to shuffle the cards here, my okay, friends. But what is okay? So what's your what's your solution? Like, oh, my solution on is on the ice. Move Mangiapane up to the first line with Kachuk and Lindholm, and move Goudreau down with Monahan and Coleman, and hopefully that see if you can reignite that spark. And then change the first power play unit. Get Mangiapane. I'm all in on this guy. Get him in there. And, like, take out Monaghan, to be honest. Get Kachuk in front of the net and have those three circulating the puck with Anderson. Anderson hasn't been that bad. Yeah, he's been pretty good, actually. He's been pretty good. I've been quietly impressed with him. But that's what I do. And I... Honestly, I'd give Vladar a bit of a shot. And... I think Sutter wants to win, but also he should be like, who cares? Maybe maybe <laughs> do a bit of a legacy project. I mean, you're, how, how much can your legacy really be cemented for a team that didn't actually win the Cup? But at the same time, I get it that he's revered, but, you know, turn us around and make us something that's going to be good. Because rebuilds in the NHL don't take that long. Two, three years, done right, done properly. You know, you can be Arizona and you can be Buffalo and you can perennially fuck it up, but you can also be your Pittsburghs and Chicago's and get it right. And you have that core and you build around that core and you get character guys. Like pa- Patrick Kane's a piece of shit, but they made it work. Yep. Um I I just know Kane's a piece of shit, but like Bennett went to Florida, gets a hat trick, second game. Not even on their first line. Just Bennett, fuck, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating because I think that was the same day. McDavid gets a hat trick against us. Bennett gets a hat trick in Florida. You're just like, fuck me. If I'm not drunk, I'm gonna be hungover. Like it's just unpleasant. But you know, I, I at the end of the day too, I hate lo- I hate losing. So this is just the worst place to be in as a fan. You hate losing, but. You, you you want you, you, delayed gratification of something potentially good happening. And, you know, we've just signed some kind of mid-range players for a while that we're going to have to live with. But I think we have to look at this team and retool. We have to repump. And that's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a cop-out answer, I know. But I did give some concrete solutions about what I do. They're very radical things, but... I mean, I mean re- what have you got to lose? You have one point from your first two games. You just lost to Anaheim at home in a game you controlled and dominated. I think change is justified. And, you know, I don't buy this either. Johnny Goudreau was our best player in preseason. Who the fuck? We sucked in preseason. He's giving a lot of effort. Like, <laughs> I-, I could give two rat fucks about preseason, man. Like, go out there and perform in the actual NHL day to day. I don't see that at all. Like, you saw that, I get he's not a defender, but, man, he just got taken taken to the cleaners on that overtime goal. Uh, and 
to me, it's just best player in preseason. Yeah. Johnny. Always circles back to Johnny. That I to me, like either we're just I think it's a it's a core problem with this team. And I I want it to turn around. I want these guys to be like Iginla and Kiprasov and fuck if even Monahan could play like Craig Conroy, I'd be happy. Like that's but oh we don't man. have we don't have that. And I haven't laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> I <laughs> just gonna go off on this preseason rant. It's bullshit. <laughs> Like uh, every NH- every NHLer will tell you this uh, preseason uh, it doesn't matter that much right you know we're just getting tuned up we're figuring our lineup out uh, here come the flames that's funny. marching out their good PR team to tell you that uh, oh we have a we're gonna rule by leadership by committee this year and Johnny Goudreau was our best player in preseason so get fucked Edmonton we're coming for you yeah fuck um, me <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't even speak right now um. We have three away games, right? Yeah. Is it three or is it four? <laughs> yeah, we no, it's uh, four. Four? Yeah. How many points? I mean, I say we get three at most. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna squeak out some greasy overtime win, some fucking New York game, and then. We're gonna we're gonna lose in overtime somewhere, and then we're gonna get absolutely pummeled in the other two. Yeah, I mean, so we're playing uh, Detroit, Capitals, Rangers, and the Devils. That's our next. You know what? And I'm also gonna come out and say Vladar is gonna get his win. And uh, sorry, the fifth game. So Penguins will be the last game. So there's five. There's five away games coming up here. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna revise to. It's it's no preseason, um, (laughs) but. I mean, I know you couldn't give two red bucks. We're talking about preseason. Uh, so, sorry, how, how many points out of the think, five? Do we think Johnny Goudreau's effort in preseason was high? Like, we're praising this guy <laughs> for showing up to do what he's contractually obliged to do? Skate around for 12 minutes? Yeah. Johnny Goudreau is our best player. He's eclipsed by Manjipani already. On every front. We, we ended up back here, and I know... We we consciously tried not to get back to this point, but we did. We did fairly well. Okay, we did we did okay. We lasted I don't know how many minutes in where, but we lasted pretty good. It could have been worse. Okay, so uh, five games. How many points? I I'm gonna go with four, but I do say Vladar gets a win. Four. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna be a little bit more positive here. I'm gonna go with six. You're, um, you're brave. You know, I like I was saying to you earlier, we do. I'm, sometimes we go out to these games like against the Capitals and we just turn up. That's Same true. Same with the Penguins, but I just don't feel it this year. I feel like we are going to have a serious downward spiral and we're going to struggle. And I hope I'm wrong, but it just, there is no hope. There is no optimism that this I, team I kind of hope you're not wrong, though, because I feel like we just need that to finally. We need a wake up. Finally, we need a, yeah, we, we need, need a wake a up. Cold bath. You almost need like ten losses in a row for finally for someone to start saying something in positions that matter in the club. They go like, "Okay, look, man, like we need to change this. This is like Murray Edwards needs to be like so, yeah, this is tr- tr- like tr- living, this is bullshit. Tr- living is done for me. Um, I mean, 
I again, I don't think it's really his fault. I don't think management pressured him to make any changes. Really, everyone was happy to go with the status quo. Yeah, except the like. I mean, I gave him a lot of praise in the last few years. Like, I I thought he did all right. Some great contracts. Some great contracts. Some some great trades. Some good I thought. moves. Yeah. Um, but when it came down to actually doing what needed to be done in terms of taking the big risk and blowing something up, it was a fail. But again, you you have a point. Maybe there wasn't that pressure, right? I don't Maybe think so. you know what? Maybe there was a conversation where he went up to management and was like, "Look, I think we need to do this. I think we need to blow it up." And they said no, right? There's a very good chance that that happened. Why too. the fuck would they say no? Why wouldn't they, they? want to make because, money. Exactly. So maybe they're like, this product is good enough for us to sell off enough tickets. I feel like if you were an ambitious owner, though, you could sell it both. Well, ambitious owner. Sell the project. Look, this is not a personal shot at any of our owners, but like, we haven't won a fucking thing in like since the 80s. So I don't really know what you mean by ambitious owner. We don't have ambitious owners. And we've been, well, we've been. Well, we don't. Playoff dry basically since 04 to me an ambitious owner is willing to do the crazy things to get something done we haven't we have no history of doing crazy blow-ups crazy trades nothing we we have zero history the last time we were doing crazy trades was back in the day when we traded fucking doug gilmore and shit for like 15 players right that's the only we time we traded dion Phaneuf and somebody for six players great that <laughs> but like those aren't Again, my point is like it's not those aren't that's as close as it gets for us in terms yeah. of our franchise history. There is yeah. no blow ups here. I haven't seen one. Oh, don't forget. Good news though. Tyler Pitlick will come back. Oh good. Well that that that'll turn the season around. We we should be able to make Maybe the he's good. Tyler, we've we've gone through this show. It's like a bad sitcom now. Oh, Brad Richardson's run. gonna come back too. <laughs> I just feel like we we constantly put ourselves in this position where we just you know the funny thing is you're joking but you're not like you have that the 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 little kid in you that's like hopeful that this person that shows up is going to get 50 fucking goals yeah. and just prove you wrong. No, There's I always hope, that little hope. It's a I smidge. I hope this Pitlick guy comes in and Sure. But it's not going to happen. Tears the league a new one. It's not going to happen. No. So, um yeah, I I really and like I said, I'm I'm I want to give Trelving the benefit of the doubt that maybe he did go to management and said we need to do this and they said no. So uh, it sucks. We're we're back to you know at the very least if we were clear on our intentions of just rebuilding this whole thing, I think the fans would have a lot more fun watching. Because as a fan, there's I, something to cheer for. Exactly. As a yeah. I, and I, I don't imagine myself ever cheering for losing, per se, but I at least know that... No, but that it's not cheering for losing, but it's cheering... Instead of cheering the win, you're cheering the play, you're cheering the goal, you're cheering the effort, you're cheering the growth. Right. And, and those are, those are yeah. principles I can get behind. And there is, and there is a plan, right? Yeah. And so I think that if, if the club could just be a little bit... <laughs> not a little bit, a lot more clear in what their intentions are with this team... Um, it would be really helpful for fans like us, loyal fans who've been fucking watching these guys since we've been born, uh, and just show us something that you you have a plan. I, I think the most frustrating thing is we're watching this team 
Sometimes they play well, sometimes they play poorly, but when we lose and it just feels like we just don't have the fucking quality, I get even more frustrated knowing that it's like, well, what the fuck are we doing anyway, right? I mean, I think I think Sutter, to an extent, Treliving realized we don't have the quality and tried to play a different style, and that style is just, it's extinct. Um, you know, I, I, on Zdorov's point, why did Chicago let a RFA defender go at uh, uh, when they when they didn't really have to, I don't feel I feel like they could have afforded to sign him to a contract like this. Yeah, I agree. But they are they ready to? <laughs> are they going to tank? No, are they going they're not for... going to tank. They went for Seth Jones, man. They want Flurry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they could have made the cap space for Zadorov if they wanted him, but. I mean, but I don't do you know. blame it's him? It's just spitballing. No, they probably looked at the guy and were like, no good. And the Flames, anyhow, whatever. It's, it's just a third-round pick, but you never know what that third-round pick could be. But I mean, I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I just, hopefully, a few more games, we see what's up. And I, I mean, the one thing I'm hopeful about is... Maybe either way I can be happy. If they start winning games, I can be happy. If they start losing games, as much as it pains me, perhaps it's a catalyst for change. The worst thing that can happen is this kind of win-loss, 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 loss-loss, win-win-loss-loss-loss-loss kind of thing. Where we kind of hover around 500 and think maybe just with a few games here and there we can get there. Please, for the love of everything holy and non-religious in this world, just do not be a fringe team this year. Like, make it or just suck. That's it. So no no ninth place. No, <laughs> fuck. God, that's no. The worst, that's the worst one to be. Like, 20th in the NHL kind of thing? That's, that's, no, please. And then be like, whoa, a couple bounces go our way and locker room clean out in April. Oh, Christ. Nah, just. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario, actually. But I feel like that's that's destiny. But even then, even if they won five in a row, it's like I won't be truly, truly happy. I'll be happy we win, but I still know there's no fucking plan. You know on what? The Some of these other teams that I thought were bad don't look as bad. Yeah. San Jose, Anaheim, LA, they kind of look like they don't want to be shit. And maybe we should look at that and be like, well, we should be shit. <laughs> You took that another way. I mean, way. in fairness, <laughs> if uh, if Goudreau and Kachuk and Co. just kind of go ho-hum 80% effort, we're not going to win. Which, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know. I can't predict the future, but that is a more desirable result than, than bubbling. And it again. feels like Kachuk doesn't want us to be here anyway. No, I mean... The, the, <laughs> the one guy I felt like I was defending nonstop, it just, he's disappointing me. <sighs> I don't think players, honestly, I don't think, like, Kachuk. I look at Brady Kachuk, just signed in Ottawa for a bunch of years. I don't think he'd have a problem staying here. I think, I don't think players are, have a trouble coming here. I think there's something going on at the root of this team that isn't, isn't right. And that's why Kachuk doesn't want to be here, because he knows. I mean, I think Kachuk can fall in line in a team where there's actually, like, a proper leadership set up. And, you know, you give Kachuk... The, the, there's a leash, and sometimes the leash is tight, and sometimes the leash is, leash is loose. But, like, you know, 
some leeway, and then sometimes he needs to be reined in. And I think that's good for his development. But in the Flames, he just... I wonder what Sutter says about this penalty. Like, I get that it's going over and it's a penalty anyhow, but why? (laughs) But why? Like, it's just negative publicity. And refs are like, what are you doing? And I think he kind of realized that when he was talking to the ref, be like, yeah, fair fair call. Because it was just dumb. Yeah. Like like you were saying, it could be an unsportsmanlike penalty. And that's just a stupid penalty to take. Like, is it beyond the realm of imagination to say we get a delay of game and unsportsmanlike at the same time? I mean, I feel like the refs had to double check the rules on that one. But yeah, like, I mean, anything. The thing is, if the ref said, not only is it unsportsmanlike conduct, but we know that, like, whoever flicked the puck over there, we're going to give him yeah, two delay penalties. Of game and yeah. unsportsmanlike. And, and if they said that, I would have just believed it because I don't know what the rule I mean, is for that. Technically, if I think about it, you could get delay of game, too many men, and. An unsportsmanlike there. Now, I don't know how you give Kachuk two penalties at once. I mean, I guess it's four minutes or you whatever. just give him four minutes, yeah. But, yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know that, like, I don't think anyone really knew the rule at that point. So they could have just done that and nobody would have been the wiser, right? Until, like, Just tomorrow. focus on your goal scoring, yeah. man. Like, like, this bullshit, just get goals. Like, that hand-eye on blocking that puck there, use that on the ice. No kidding. No like kidding. That was unreal hand-eye. Yeah. I'll give you credit there. That's but great. Put it on the fucking ice. Do it on the he, ice. He, he did hit the post, didn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. He look, had, look, we're ragging on him. He didn't have a bad game. It just, he, we're expecting better. I, but, I mean, he's the kind of guy who needs some structure, I think, who needs a bit of hierarchy. Yeah, he you know, needs, I, yeah. I feel like growing up in the Kachuk household, there's Keith, and you got your brother who's competitive and your sister who's an athlete, and you can kind of fuck around a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, you're not really going to fuck around that much because you know someone's going to set you straight. I just don't <laughs> think he feels that on the flames, and I don't feel like we have our leadership group. I'm, I place total faith in them. You know, It's like, I don't even know. I have no metaphor for them. That is an ultimate insult. And then my worry is that, like, if all this goes down crashing and then Trelving leaves, guess who our GM is going to be? Keith Kachuk? It's going to be Sutter. (laughs) I said it here first. (sighs) Dual head coach GM role again? I mean, I can see it. It may be temporary. It might be just a bridge. You think we can bring Brian Burke back to do (laughs) we don't know what? I I'm so worried about that. Dennis scenario. Weidman's got to be available, right? Well, I'll put it this way: that scenario is not zero percent. Dennis Weidman? No, I'm talking about Sutter. Dude. Bring back. Uh, why do you want to bring Bill? Why Peters? do you? You have a he's in uh, Russia. You he's have just... an unhealthy obsession with Dennis Weidman. <laughs> I think you should meet. He him. is going to be the savior of this organization. Um, yeah, Bill Peters is definitely a hard no. Mike Keenan. Mike Keenan is definitely a hard no. But the hey, fact that we're talking Jeff about Jeff Ward names, just beat us. Dallas Eakin just beat us. And Gullitson's an assistant coach on Edmonton. Gullitson, yeah. We bring that crew together. Man, the, we, got, we got the dream team. The DGG. Of, of the, of the drop, drop pass power play entry. Fuck me. Um, I mean, yeah. Dallas Eakin, he just looks like the Ness Hedge coach of the Calgary Flames. Just, he just, I just think I'm just so worried about the next GM being 
Sutter's an amazing coach. He is not a good GM, at least with us. And I'm I'm really worried about that prospect. Listen, I feel I'm, like that's I love you, Daryl. I just don't. Yeah, I love you too. I mean, you you I are a legend for us, but I don't GM. No, no, that didn't work the first time. It's certainly not going to work this time. You just don't. You just don't. Well, I mean, we're see just... the game the same way right now. Yeah. Fuck. Maybe he needs another year to just kind <laughs> of get, get his feel back. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, are you are about, you mentally all there anyway? I don't like, think it's you, about feel. I be? think Sutter just knew the game. Yeah, but in '04, and he got <laughs> not to diminish his scouting, but he got lucky with Kiprasov, man. Could be. Kiprasov could have, like, San Jose I must mean, have known, and Kiprasov could have gone anyway. In, in fairness, he was like, we, I want him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go with, it was uh, I mean, 70% skill, but to think that he was going to be that good, I don't yeah, think that, so. That, that, that good? Sure. That good? No way. I don't no think way. anyone was expecting that. It's just. That was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And we haven't had it since. And just the players that we had, that team, that core, Aginla was our captain, and he was our leader, and he was our best player, and he was unstoppable in 04. He gets that puck on that half board, and I don't... This is what we're reduced to. Early 2000s sports nostalgia. Yeah, that was a long time ago, so uh, hopefully... That's almost 20 years. Yeah, hopefully we have a plan. And Tyler and I can talk about things on the current team that's a little bit more positive pretty soon here. But thank you for listening, if you made it this far. Yes, thank you very much. We, uh, we appreciate I never thank the listeners at the beginning, so I'll do that next time if I remember. You did that for like one episode. We have 65. I've done it for more than one episode. We have episode. 65 episodes, you know? Yeah, I know. It's a lot. It has quite a few. Like <clears throat> We have some loyal, loyal fans out there, so... Or Keep listeners, the emails coming. I, I just, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do this and it's fun to interact. And it's just good to know that there are other people out there who suffer. Yeah, we can. Suffering together. We can, uh, anytime one of you fine folks come to Calgary, we'll grab a beer now that we can. So do it. Write to us, reach out, ask questions, comments, feedback, everything. Okay. We'll leave it there. We'll be back in a couple weeks after the Flames go on that road trip, and we'll uh, check in with you then. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Bye-bye.